0: Okay, so so Mark, we'll begin with uh, my first question, which is, um, do you think that we're in about the 4th, 13th or 14th year of this traditional 18-year property cycle that people talk about, like Fred Harris and The Economist, or, uh, and that means that we're on the, on the threshold of, a, of another boom, or do you think that we're about to slide down a precipice um, uh, and the market I might crash? Uh,
1: yeah, I don't think we're going to slide but i think we're going to perhaps slither quietly um into times that have, will not be as buoyant as we've experienced on the lettings and sales uh, over the last few years particularly uh, since uh, the pandemic hit us um i don't think 18 months ago anybody would have been talking about 10 percent inflation mm or interest rates rising rapidly. Uh, but that is what we're being told uh, is a likely scenario. I suppose the market is a, a response to sentiment. It's very much about how do you feel at the moment? Uh, and up until now, people feel confident about the market. There's very little to buy or to rent. Uh, and therefore, they're <clears throat> um, happy to go ahead with purchases uh, all tenancies, almost regardless of the price, uh, and that still, conti- up until last month, uh, uh, that continues and is still continuing as we speak. Um, how things develop over the next few months, um, we'll have to wait and see, um, you know, people talk, well there's a war going on, well there is a war going on, uh, fortunately it's not in England. Uh, it's not predominantly in Europe, but again, that does affect sentiment because everything you read um, on whatever subject tends to be pessimistic.
0: Yes. Yeah. So
1: uh, that that will have an effect, but because we've still got this imbalance of supply and demand, uh, and anybody who's done basic economics, which I did, uh, basic economics uh, knows Same that here. the market, rec- yeah, <laughs> <Not> <laughs> few, one of the exams I got. Um, <laughs> but it is all you know if you. If you haven't got enough to stock and you've got high demand or you've got demand, it will keep prices um, level. And there's nothing at the moment that will show, that sort of demonstrates to me that we are going to see a surge of stock. Because people selling have to buy something. Unless they can see something to buy, um, they're not going to sell. Uh, and if you're a tenant, you're not going to move um, unless you can see something better to move to a better value for money. Um, so that's not going to happen. I don't think we're going to see uh, if interest rates um, continue to rise, the sort of mass repossessions and default that we saw in earlier property recessions. A lot of people, I think 60% are on fixed-rate mortgages. Mm. Uh, 40% of houses are owned uh, with no mortgage at all. Um, so I think there has been that... Uh, uh, change we don't appear to be going to see mass unemployment in fact we've got we've got the opposite where we have under we haven't got enough people um, to work in the job. so I think that the old dynamics and indicators uh, are probably not going to be replicated but I think we are going to see a cooling of the market probably is, mm. is the best way of cooling rather than the rampant market house price inflation um, and rent inflation that we've seen.
0: See, so it sounds like you certainly don't think that we're a, 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 about to go into a period of, um, of, of boom then. I don't, that, you no, I don't can't see that.
1: I don't think we're going to go no. into a period of boom. Um, we know that we're likely to have possibly a general election within two years. Yeah. Um, so therefore, the government and the opposition will be doing all they can to keep voters happy. Um, are we in a? Do we have a government that is promoting home ownership? Yes, we do. And just at the last weekend, you know, Gove was saying that you know he wants to create a larger house-owning population in the UK and reduce um, those reliant upon the rental sector. Now that doesn't encourage landlords. Mm-hmm. Um, who are already sort of smothered by legislation and tax. So that they're going to decrease, I think. Um, so uh, interesting. I think it's interesting time. It's always property is always interesting. but
0: Well, that's the thing. We've, we, we've had um, things like pandemics that might throw 18-year cycles um, out of kilter. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, so they are unprecedented times. We've also just had a stamp duty holiday as well, which had a, a big impact. Um, but, but you think that the most likely thing um, is that we'll see a gradual slide. And, and do you think that might be imminent or do you think we'll still continue to see some slow growth for a while based on the lack of supply? I,
1: I talk to agents who are actually out in the field uh, on a weekly basis um, and uh, uh, it's still there at the moment. But the, uh, the experienced ones are saying this this you know, the logic dictates that this will not continue and they are just... Houses are still selling, they're still selling at the asking price, less are selling at more than the asking price. Those competing to rent property, You know, we were going through best offers on rented property, which was, again, mm. unheard of. Yeah. That, that is declining. And I think particularly when you've got issues about affordability or future affordability, people will begin to be a bit more cautious. If, if they're having to spend money on other things... Which is out of their control, they will be more prudent when renting or buying a property.
0: And the, the times at which they think they can no longer make capital gains. Um, I, I know this was something that um, that Fred Harrison was saying. You know, he, the the guy that came up with the eighteen year cycle. He was saying that the bust normally comes when people think they can't make money anymore. I mean, and also when when the market's not sustain, when when prices aren't sustainable. I mean, it, it does kind of feel like we're reaching a point where. Prices aren't sustainable, um, but then well, while no one, there's lack of stock, it's it's difficult.
1: Two, two years ago, which we're we sort of one would have been one month into the pandemic, mm. um, and no one would have predicted that we've had record house prices for the following two years, yeah, uh, and that the industry would be uh, in rude health, mm. um, and there'll be more there out trying to earn the money out of sales or letting than there mm. were before,
0: yeah. Or just have to see what the future brings I mean you 've answered quite a lot of my questions in one there by, by giving such a detailed answer I mean when, when it comes to um, inflation um, can you i mean what sort of effect do you think the inflation crisis will have on the property sector specifically inflation
1: well I think it would it will go back to my point about affordability mm. so those on a tenancy uh, where they paid a premium rent uh, and at the moment rents are continuing to rise, but they will have uh utility bills that they'll have to pay uh they may or may not be in control of um who provides uh their gas water uh and, and electricity so they're uh, sort of locked into that whilst they've still got rents um okay that that applies to homeowners, but we know the proportion of take home pay. That a renter has to use to pay his rent is about sixty percent, whereas mm-hmm. a homeowner is around the for- early forties. Mm-hmm. So there is there is more of a buffer uh, if you own a property than if you rent a property.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. The
1: difficulty is, of course, if you are a renter trying to save during that time, um, whilst still paying a premium rent, that is, it's great difficulty, and that's not going to get you know any easier.
0: Yeah, we need um, somebody to get onto the phone to Vladimir, don't we, uh, and tell him well, to don't, stop. Don't think, but
1: I mean, we are. Um, <laughs> we need a tomorrow, resolution. Tomorrow we have the Queen's speech. Now, uh, what's going to be in there for property? I suspect it'll be something about um, no fault eviction, section twenty-one, mm. uh, which will give tenants less confidence. Will be less encouraging uh, for landlords. We know the supply of housing is not going to jump in terms of new housing. Because the building industry uh, is suffering from uh, lack of resource in terms of labour, but also of cost of materials, which are rising inexorably uh, and oh, with yes. waiting periods. So, to suddenly say we're going to go from 200 or 1,000 new homes in a year to three is just not achievable.
0: Yeah, that feeds in actually to another question I was going to ask you about the, the government's plans or, or the rumoured plans to reintroduce the right to buy. Um, the incentives there? Well, uh,
1: the right to buy that they are allegedly planning to introduce will apply allegedly to social housing. Yes. Um, there isn't enough uh, social housing as it is. It performs uh, a huge service allowing people to have accommodation that they couldn't necessarily afford uh, in the private rented sector. It will reduce the stock. Um, And we know what happened when Margaret Thatcher sort of had a free-for-all on the right to buy. Um, You know, it eliminated a huge tranche of houses Mm. available to rent at a stroke. Um, So I think there will be caution if that's what they're going to do. Mm. We shall have to see.
0: Yeah, I mean, one can see the, um, the, the political motivations for doing so, considering that, you know, the Tory party want to... Present the Conservatives want to present themselves as um, as the party of of, of home uh, home ownership, um, yes. w- which has often been the case. So it'd be interesting. I mean, I've I haven't read too much feedback positive, and I'm sorry, too much positive feedback um, no. in any of the papers um, about this initiative. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if it's just kind of politely put to one side. Now it'll be be interesting to see where it goes. It's all about
1: leveling up, though, isn't it, James? It's all about leveling up
0: yeah yeah which is the broader policy initiative yeah well perhaps we'll uh we'll switch gears a little bit and and, and perhaps change the subject um and I, and I wanted to i mean hopefully now we're coming to the end of the of the COVID 19 uh pandemic um hopefully there'll be no more nasty variants um on on the horizon to scupper everything because i mean i i don't see how the economy can cope with a, with another hit like that, um, but really, I wanted to ask you, you know, assuming that we are coming out of the pandemic now, um, whether you think the pandemic will have any lasting impact on the property sector.
1: Well, I think it's it's had a positive impact in terms of how people view properties. Um, they're more selective. Uh, the you know they can use technology to a far greater extent. Um, I think. Uh, agents will be able to um, continue probably sadly with less staff because that's how they get around it, uh, less sets of premises. So I think that's all positive. Um, in terms of you know how, how we service the property market, probably 25 years ago, uh, I would have said you won't recognise the property market uh, and agents letting or sales in 25 years' time. Of course, they're almost identical. Um, Are we going to see a change in portal usage? I suspect we will because I don't think agents uh, will be willing or able to continue to pay uh, the rates that they're currently being charged. I think there will be ways that they can do it themselves. Uh, uh, And it really is whether educating the consumer, I think what... We can hope for is a much much uh, faster transaction uh, time period. Uh, that still hasn't changed. We're still at eighteen to twenty weeks from a sale agreed to exchange of contracts, which is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, the law surrounding property purchases is a hundred years old in 2025. I think uh, nothing has changed. Um, so. If somebody can look at that, and I know I've been working with the government uh, since they admitted that the property market was broken, but you know we're going back to uh, David Cameron, uh, but nothing has materially changed. Um, so I think we will see some change, whether it's going to be in this parliamentary um, session or with this party or with this government, I don't know, but I think there will be pressures. Um, we know that the lenders are very keen to look at things. We know also uh, the government's looking at the uh, energy efficiency of homes, uh, yeah. uh, and they're looking at you know energy efficient mortgages for those that have got very low EPC. Uh, we know that you can't re- you can't replace your gas boiler in three years with a gas boiler. Um, mm-hmm. So there's going to be a lot of change, but if you could make it No one looks forward to moving, really. Well, they do, but in a sort of blinkered way. It's a bit like, um, you know, when you have your second child, you've forgotten what the first one was like. That's very Uh, true. (laughs) Until they're five. Uh, So, but it's a bit like, you know, everybody goes into a house moving. oh, it's going to be fine. The agent's obviously telling them everything that's positive. But, you know, it's fraught with delay. It's fraught with uncertainty. Mm. Uh, and that's why the letting industry is is functioning well is because it, it's it's very relatively easy to get a rent to take on a rented property mm.
0: i'm i'm wondering whether this um the race for ste- race for space and uh, will will stay with us or whether people are going to gradually start start returning to the t- returning to the office and then rather than trying to be on the fringes of a town or in the countryside um I'm- you know, working from home, whether they'll...
1: I would have been traditionally in London probably at least two days a week, but that doesn't happen anymore. Mm. Uh, Old London, the central, prime central London, is relatively quiet. Mm. There still seems to be um, that, as you say, race for space. And it's not just a British phenomenon. I know in France... uh, happening exactly in the same way I uh, know in places like Canada and if you talk to anybody um, whether they're in the States, whether in Canada, whether you're, it's lack of inventory so it's this sort of philosophy, this psyche is not just um, confined to the UK although we do have a different view about property than other countries it's all about investing uh, rather than quality of life and perhaps if you said, as you said the quality of life aspects will continue to be dominant.
0: Yeah I think people have found that working from home is actually more productive than they anticipated and people get used to I mean the commute takes up so much time and that could be spent. Yeah.
1: I mean I, I went to a board meeting last week fantastic to sit in the same room as everybody mm. uh, It's a board some of the people have never been in the room, same room together never actually physically met but it was three hours to get there and two and a half hours to get back and you think that's five and a half hours
0: yeah yeah and not good for the environment either to to travel all the time
1: no but whether we'll go back i I, it's it's difficult to say whether people are um are prepared to do that or whether people's view of where Mm. they want to work and what they want to do will change with a balance of a work-life balance rather than a you know, work till you drop, and it doesn't matter if you sit on a train for three hours a day because that's what everybody else does.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's different. Different bosses seem to, to want different things, don't they? And, and different people have different. I mean, I, some people like the commute because it's it's time to themselves if they have a busy home with with kids running around. They probably quite enjoy the the solitude of a, of a commute. But it's uh...
1: yeah, I would. Uh, I think that's right, um, but whether that's going to continue, I don't know. And we know that. Certain bosses are not happy about working from home. Mm, mm. They're not sure whether their people will be uh, actually working, you know, or just sending the odd email to
0: keep people happy. So maybe the pandemic will have some impact in that hybrid working, people have seen how easy it is now and they they don't want to let that go. And so there'll be some some impact, but perhaps not a dramatic one. They don't want to let it go, but
1: most people will say, actually, I'm working harder from home because rather than have my breakfast and commute I have my breakfast walk into another room start working
0: yeah yeah
1: I can't finish by five I'll have a break or something to eat or six and then I'll go back yeah Uh, Mm. there's no you know he's out at the moment you can't
0: speak to him well he's not out (laughs) (laughs) yeah I can't get away with that one anymore (laughs) hiding yeah yeah well we're um i mean we've got we've got loads for the um already from talking to you um just with those those questions we've covered so much ground that i don't think we need to go on um too much longer and it'd be good if we can keep it to to under half an hour as well so i'll just um i I just wanted to end on a a, a, quite a fun question because we've just spent um 20 minutes or so um trying to predict what might happen my next question my final question is um why do you think so many forecasters get it wrong? <laughs>
1: um, well, having been in property for nigh on 50 years, um, I, I think they either try to be too scientific, and it isn't scientific, as we said, uh, it's, it's about sentiment. All right, there are investors yeah. out there who buy from investment, and they'll be very specific about the yields they're looking for um, uh, uh, and other indicators. But I think the average man in the street doesn't react that way. Um, so I think the forecasters, are, you know, if you ask a forecaster, how long do you think people are spending in their existing home? Or seven to ten years? No, it's about 20 or, or more. Um, you know, How long nice. do you think transactions are taking? Oh, it's 12 weeks. It's, no, it's 18 to 22 weeks. Mm. Mm. Or, and it depends what indices these forecasters um, are using and if you if you look at the way that these various index indexes property price indexes are calculated, they're all calculated in a different way. The Halifax is different to the nationwide. The nationwide is different to uh, Land Registry. So we're not actually comparing apples with apples to whether or not we actually get the right answer. Um,
0: it, it's, it's just striking how, I mean, it goes back to the first question that I asked you, that some people can think that we're about to enter a, a prolonged period of boom and it's only just beginning, um, and other people see a catastrophic crash. Uh, you know, and these people are both experts in, in, pro, in the property sector. Um, they're both being fed exactly the same information and coming to completely different conclusions. Trouble is, sometimes a
1: grey answer is not very newsworthy, is it?
0: Yes um, and that's probably uh and, and
1: do you ever go back and uh, uh, look at the forecast that was made twelve months ago, actually sometimes you do, and they're probably the, and, and most of them are wrong mm. Uh, mm. or they're not quite right or or they're like a business plan. It will all be all right in year three
0: yeah yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think it's it, it, don't they say that in, in general economists, not just in the property sector but economists per se. They t- they're they very, very good at analysing what happened in the past, but not so good at necessarily predicting what might happen tomorrow. They
1: give you bar charts for everything uh, and wonderful statistics, but they can't actually tell you um, what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm. Mm. Unless it's snowing everywhere and then the market just stops, but that's
0: just. <laughs> <laughs> Unlikely in this period of global warming. <laughs> brilliant well, well well thanks very much mark that's been that's been really useful